Hello and welcome to this week's slightly delayed, but we're here nevertheless, French Weekly Podcast. Uh, my name is Chris and I can confirm that we are the podcast that if put on gardening leave, we would find plenty to do. Uh, let me introduce my one guest this week. Uh, it is Phil. How are you doing, Phil? I'm fine. I do not garden, however. So no, nor, nor does Claude, I don't think, but we'll come on to him in a minute. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, dear listener, buckle in, um, because as you may well have guessed, this pod is slightly later than planned this week. Uh, life has got in the way. So we're recording this on a Thursday. And that basically means we've got two rounds of Liga to run down the results of, which I'm going to do very quickly, shortly. Um, then we've got a little bit of kind of a, a good week, bad week theme around some of those clubs over the past fortnight. And uh, then we're going to kind of wrap up the pod with a whistle stop tour of the uh, sort of final round of uh, Europa League, uh, Europa Conference League and Champions League qualifications uh, and how it affects which clubs and why. So uh, buckle in, here we go boys and girls. So in the on the 1st of uh, December, which was a whole nine days ago, we had a full programme of midweek action. The results as follows. Uh, on Jazz, sorry, losing at home, rather surprisingly, because they've been in good form, uh, to a uh, suddenly upturned form of Monaco. Uh, Boadou Diop with the opening two goals for Angers. Nubel was credited with an own goal to get them back into the game before Monaco got the third through Captain De Sassi to take all three points. Uh, Brest's good run continued as they won 1-0 against St Etienne. More on them in a second. Roman Fevre with another penalty. I think that's seven he's got this season. He's been having a lovely time from the spot. Um, the Jezfield derby ended in a 3-1 win for Montpellier as Savanier, Mavadidi and uh, Wahi with the three-goal cushion for Montpellier. Nicolas de Preville did get one back, but it was in vain for Jez's charges. Uh, Strasbourg, who, uh, as we'll get on to the theme of good week, bad week, they've had a fantastic couple of weeks, uh, no Ooh, more so than... That game was chaos. Oh, it was. And uh, the, the cause... Too. Yeah, a 5-2 win for the home side. The calls for Ludovic Ajok to uh, to get possible international uh, reckoning are, are growing ever louder. He picked up another two goals, uh, sandwiched by Adrian Thomason, a Kevin Gamero penalty, and uh, Dimitri Leonard with the what was the fourth of the five goals. Wang Ujo had actually put Bordeaux in front in this game, but obviously didn't last, and uh, Albert Ellis... Uh, fresh off, uh, or sorry, I should say fresh off. He scored against Lee on the following weeks. So that's two goals and two for him. But it was not enough for Bordeaux, who went down. Uh, speaking of going down the table, unfortunately, that leads us to Lorient, who have continued some awful form of late, losing away to Troyes. Repart uh, with the open on six minutes and Kwame with the second on 34 to secure the points for the home side. Clermont and Lons played out an entertaining 2-2 draw. That, uh, it's uh, Gastien own goal was the opener for Lons before Mannion got the level of four. Clermont, uh, Seco Fofana, who is having a fantastic season for Lons, got the second goal for the away side before Bayo got a long overdue goal for his, uh, for his club, Clermont, who secured the point despite losing Diaby to a red card with six minutes remaining. Um, pretty rough times to be a Leon fan at the moment. They lost at home to Rams. Yes, that's at home to Rams. Uh, Face with the opening goal f- with all of his hair. With uh, that was the opener for Rams on 56 minutes. Carl Toko Kambe equalised uh, before that man with the wonderful name Ekitike with the 93rd minute winner for the away side. Uh, Leon's week would not get much better. More on that in a moment. Uh, Marseille. 
did improve their week, uh, at least to start with anyway. They got a 1-0 win away at Nantes, and Nicola Palois was dismissed for two yellow cards, and Gerson getting the winning goal in a 1-0 victory for Sam Pauli's men. And uh, in the what was formerly the uh, the Gibney Rich Allen derby, uh, Lille securing a really good win, actually. Obviously, we know how good Ren's form has been recently, but to goals from Sheka and Renato Sanchez, uh, one reply for late on from Borigar, but it was enough to see uh, Jocelyn Govanek uh, secure the three points, and he's had a very good week himself. And finally, of all the games you did not expect to be nil-nil, PSG and Nice was probably at the head of the queue, but that is how it ended, nil-nil. Uh, which then brings us on to the weekend. Do stay with me, dear listener. Uh, Marseille and Brest opened up the weekend. It's no Friday game, uh, this particular round of fixtures, but on the uh, Saturday, the 4th of uh, December, just gone by uh, Marseille-Brest. Yeah, 2-1 win for Brest, uh, very much uh, probably uh, against what you would expect, at least. But Brest are a banging form right now, more than uh, in a tick. But uh, that's favourite with his um, second goal, second penalty. Another pen, yeah. Of the week, I think he's got seven this season, and yep. it's five from five in the penalty from the penalty spot. Yep. So that's yeah. He's he's having a Very lovely time, and um, uh, Honorat's goal as well to to get the win. Should say Jerson had actually put Marseille in front in this game, but. Rats winner um, was a, a delicious strike. Really hit that clear, clean off the, off the laces. Interesting uh, sideline on this was um, the referee in this game was Gil Angula because uh, the uh, scheduled referee injured himself in the warm up. Um, so Gil Angula of Bastia Angers Nîmes. Stepped up from sideline duties to uh, take control of this game. And you're thinking, yeah, he's not going to give. He's not going to give kind of uh, defenders any Mm. issues here. But it it was uh, an interesting situation and uh, did very well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, as we sort of highlighted at the start of the show, Brest are one of those clubs bang in form. They really are. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, five straight wins, 24 points. They're up to 10th. Uh, but for this table being so closely knitted together, they would be further up the table. But they are they having are, a fantastic I time. I think they are the only team in Ligue 1 who have scored in every match. Yes, and alongside Liverpool and Bayern Munich, and I think it's Inter Milan, one of the only clubs in Europe. Yeah, I was trying to look that up, but couldn't Google it. Um, But yeah, they are up there with big guys on just putting the ball in the back of the net, which is very nice. Absolutely. And you've got the the We Swapped Managers derby upcoming at the weekend when they uh, face Montpellier. The two clubs swapping (laughs) managers. In the summer, yeah, so that'll Zachary be one, is one to look forward to. Looking happy. Yes, which is absolutely. Nice. And uh, speaking of happy, uh, Jonathan David's Lille were certainly happy. Uh, two wins on the spin for Govanek. Uh, they got a 2-1 victory over Troyes. Uh, Dingome had put the away side in front, but uh, David's equaliser and an own goal from uh, Giraudon with uh, five minutes to go secured the points for Lille. I think David tried to claim it, but it was very much a deflected in own goal. So good win that for Lille. 
Um, PSG's sort of sketchy form in the league, two straight draws continued here. Uh, Gini Wijnaldum bailing them out, and boy, did they bail them out. Uh, Lons through for Fana. Uh, who else? Second minute. And they, and they were so poor, PSG. I mean, you know, I know this is the mark of champions to dig something out of a bad performance, but they were so bad, and Lons will be kicking themselves, even though Fafana's goal was tinged with an element of uh, fortune as Kevin Navas. Um, uh, just decided to lose his arms for a moment and spill the ball through them into the into his own net. But yeah, if you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle. But um, yeah, Frank has to uh, continue to to impress in the big games and they deserve so much more. PSG deserve nothing but got a point. So what can you say? Um, what we can say is that uh, Club Puel, which we will quickly discuss now, is uh, officially out at Etienne, technically gardening leave, oh. but... You know he was gone. Um, when you concede five at home to Ren, including a Martin Terrier hat-trick, uh, great name, and an own goal from Macon, um, you pretty much know when you lose 5-0 at home, uh, even against a, a side like Ren, who have been in, in scintillating form recently. Three straight but, defeats for St Etienne, and, and he's gone. So, yeah. And, and, and I believe Dupras is the latest. We've been waiting for this for a while, but mm. that game was horrendous. From a Sante point of view, yeah, they had nothing, really nothing. I mean, you lose to Brest, fine. Brest are 1-0, it's fine there. Brest are sparky and stuff, 5-0. Mm. And when you don't score... I mean, they're now up there, but before this, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they, they were never were, a five-goal club, were they? Anyway. They had chances, but they just didn't make anything of any of them. No, and it was after a mild kind of reboot. They won two on the spin. It looked. Good, fine. Oh, but this this is really this is, bad. This is what happens when when you have a you know a manager who's who's desperately trying to blend two two situations. You know that the the youth plus a, a disciplinarian type of style management. Hmm. Um, it, it just it just didn't work, and and Pluel was you know, he alienated uh, the goalkeeper whose name completely escapes me um <clears throat> oh goodness me oh that's gone straight out of my head Ruffier Stefan Ruffier um that that didn't end well you know he brought in all these young players and then alienated a couple of them having given them their opportunity um he kicked Wabi Kazri and uh Romano Muma to the side before then bringing them back in again it, it just it was just it was never going to end well and the, the latest from St Etienne is uh, apparently David Grion has turned them down. The, uh, the so Dave, I think they've announced that Sable, Julien Sable. That was what I had. Has, has that been official? Yeah. I saw that going around at lunchtime, but is that uh, is that official? I can't remember. I will double check that. Um, but yeah, there is, there is very much a situation where I think if St Etienne didn't do that, 
or didn't make that change now, it could have gone sort of horribly wrong. And obviously with the Christmas break coming up, um, I think now is probably a, a good time to dispense with Claude Puel. And it, it, you know, it is a shame, whatever you think of Puel, he's, you know, he's a good man. But sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and say it didn't work out, you know, and that is the way it is. So I'm just looking on the official um, uh, official sort of links to Sinatian pages. The, the only thing I can see is that uh, Guillaume has, has turned them down. There isn't anything officially official yet but as you said there is links with something there's a few other uh pascal Dupress, the former toulouse coach has also been talked about as a potential uh, possibility um, so um you put a seems... jumper on you get the job I... it is a bit like that yeah <clears throat> i think, I think... it's not how that club should be working no and, and I feel Dupraz wouldn't be the worst option in the world. I think that might not be the worst option in the world in terms of you know, potential new coaches. But in terms yeah. of keeping them up, fine. But yeah. that's not what Saint Etienne is about. They're. I think it's what they need now, though. I think I feel like they need a coach yeah, to come okay, in. Okay, they uh, need to get up, but <clears throat> that is not something long term. Some there is something wrong higher up, mm. and it's a lot wrong, I think. And that up, has yeah. to be dealt with, yeah, because Saint Etienne should not be rock bottom of no. the table, no, no, 100%. And about to go down, which they are, yeah, no, I, I, I do, I do agree. Um, I'm actually just looking now at the Saint Etienne official Twitter account. And uh, oh, Julien Sablé. Do well, Julien Sablé does appear to now be in situ. I've just checked again, and there mm-hmm. he is doing a press conference. So there you go. Um, there, there is your official news. So he is the man tasked with the uh, with the job, uh, and we shall see. We shall see what happens next. Um, right, uh, that's an Etienne dealt with. Then let's move back to our roundup of results. Uh, Lorient nil, not one. Um, Will and Cyprian, remember him? He got the winner, um, and I don't begrudge him getting the winner. Lovely player, but what I do begrudge is the <clears throat> excuse, me, excuse me, the absolutely blatant handball from uh, from Simon in this game that was not given, not even VAR, nothing. It is the most blatant penalty you've ever seen in your life, and I'm a little bit bitter. Nevertheless, uh, Lorient are on an alarming slide that really does need to come to an end pretty soon. As for not uh, upwardly mobile once again, despite that defeat to Marseille. Um, they are back up to 13th of the table and uh, they've snapped their run of draws and defeats. So fair play to them. Um, Monaco, again, talking about teams, good week, bad week. This is another team that had a good week. They won 4-0 over poor old Jez's Mets. Uh, Diop, Kevin Folland, Justin Martins and Wissem Ben Yedda. They are slowly but surely coming out of that, um, well, it's not slumber, that would be unfair, but... They are on the march. I mean, they're unbeaten in five now. It's, it's two straight wins. Um, they've got their game in the Europa League this evening. Um, we'll see how that goes. But they, yeah, they, they are definitely showing signs of that free-flowing Monaco that we we knew and loved under Kovac last year. Um, fair to say that, that they need to start pushing for that. They are 1-1, sorry, currently in their Europa League game, yep. by the way. Fair to say that they're they've got to be pushing for Champions League. That should be their aim this season to finish in that top three. Yeah, but they're. I think if they get any form of Europe, they'll be good. Mm. 
the Champions League might be a step too far at this stage, maybe. There is a big clump around the kind of third to ninth. Mm. And you'd have to go on a decent run to pull yourself away into the podium spots. Yeah. So we'll we'll see, but it's been a good week for them, mm. having had a bit of an up and down time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, having two wins on the spin is good for them, and uh, we'll see how that goes on. But yeah, they were a little bit, little bit lucky maybe because Kevin Volland has. Um, uh, equalised after there was a Stonegrats opener, yes, wouldn't possibly have seen coming. So no, <clears throat> excuse me, no, no, fair, fair point. But I think I think they're they're already qualified, aren't they? And I doubt whether they really give too much of a monkey's in terms of the uh, the longevity of that particular game. They're through and they're happy. But now is the time to focus on that league form with Europe secured or the you know post Christmas Europe secured. And they are certainly going about their business if the last two games are anything to go by. <clears throat> and we will see what their next fixture offers up at the weekend. Uh, Montpellier, um, again, decent week for, for you guys off that win against Metz. Uh, also a win against Clermont, who are very steadily sinking down the table without a trace. Um, Wahi with another goal, two and two for him. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk to you about this, the form of uh, Terje Savanier. I mean, We've made no secret of the fact that we love him on this podcast, but he's going to another level again, isn't he? He's, he's okay. just so, in light of Laborde and, and uh, Delor moving on, um, he just feels like he's stepping to another level. But does that concern you heading into January that somebody might have a little sniff around him? Well, partly, but also he is a midfielder. So the whole Laborde-Delors moving on, situation yeah. means again Montpellier are having a situation where they're looking for goals from elsewhere mm. and Wahi coming out with that is great um, Steffi Mavididi playing up front is great but good, yeah. when Savanier gets binned for disciplinary reasons it really doesn't help because no. we need everybody up there, front and centre. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, hopefully uh, will become less of an issue. But, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, it, oh, Montpellier in the, uh, what Jess would call the ventrum, the soft belly. Yeah. You know, we're in mid-table. It's not... Not in danger, but not in Europe. And Montpellier really, I think, want to be pushing up towards Europe. And so that's uh, a problem. We don't want to be static in that mid-table situation for too long. Yeah. I guess I guess in light of losing two, you know, those two players in particular, they were so crucial to uh-huh. the goal scoring element. I, I guess it wouldn't be a travesty or yeah. you know, wouldn't be the end of the world if you had a mid-table season, a mid-table finish season, and then we're able to kick on again next season. But um again, coming into this busy sort of Christmas period, two more rounds before we break for the winter break. I mean, it's just key to keep that momentum going 
as you head into the break now and no European football, who knows what you can get together after Christmas, I guess. So, yeah, it is um, an upwardly mobile situation. Um, speaking of upwardly mobile, uh, despite their sort of defeat to Lille last time out, um, Angers did get back on the train with a 2-1 win over Ravs. Uh, Ekitike, that man again, had equalised from the penalty spot after Bouffal had also scored from the spot for Angers. But... Uh, my uh, my new my new uh, love, well, one of my loves in French football, Angelo Fulgini, got the winner for Angers on the 75th minute. Should be stressed as well that Rams played for uh, nearly 70 minutes with Valenbrisha having been sent off, so with 10 men. So fair play to them for staying in that game as long as they did. Um, so uh, looking elsewhere in the league, there was two other or well, two further fixtures to cover um, from last weekend. Um, both were were crackers, to be fair. One that you probably wouldn't have seen coming, I certainly didn't, was uh, was Nice nil Strasbourg three. We um, did mention, yeah, we did did mention uh, Ludo Ajork and Co. Um, he scored again. Uh, happy Jal and once again Adrian Thomason two and two for for that for him from midfield as well. Uh, Strasbourg have all of a sudden just kicked into another gear. And I do vaguely remember somebody on this podcast, I can't for imagine to think who that was, who said <laughs> they might have quite a good season. And so far, I'm being proved right. They're unbeaten in five now. Two wins on the spin. They're just a point off fourth. Um, and and I think it. also, um, obviously, uh, York got the, got the goal. But then in the second half, Nice came out fighting. Mm. And, As you'd expect. And Strasbourg really kind of soaked that up and dealt with it. And then two goals in two minutes in the last 10 minutes from Diallo and Thomason made this look like an absolute walkover. It mm. wasn't. They had to really fight for this. And I think that as well as, you know, 5-2 earlier mm. in the week, um, really shows you that they are up for it. Really, that's, really up for it. And that's what impressed me more, to be This honest. is very, very cool mm. to see. We've got Strasbourg, we've got Monaco, we've got Lance, we've got different teams up there. Mm who are, you know, making their presence felt and going to be competing for the European places. So that was fabulous. We've got, with the good week, bad week thing, obviously Strasbourg, good week. Um, uh, Brest, good week. But also it's certain players for them. Mm. Majorque, Favre, making their presence felt. Yeah. in, you know, everybody talks about in Ligue you know, the, the big stars. And yet, who's getting the most goals? It's, it's really getting very interesting as we go into Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what, I think that's what I love about, particularly about Jacques. He, he's, he's so sort of, you know, he's the classic unfashionable centre-forward, but he's <laughs> he consistently scoring goals. He has kind of slid into that Giroud mould. And, yeah, there's, there's a bit of talk about about him 
potentially him and Laborde are the two names that people are talking about as an outside shot at the at the French squad. And um, yeah, I mean, you you just wouldn't put it past them at this stage. It, it does, you know, you, you couldn't say definitely no, put it that way at this particular point in time. And Strasbourg under Julien Stefan are. Uh, upwardly mobile and how long it, it will go for who knows but fair play to them they can only win what's in front of them and they are doing that in spades so fair play to them the um final game of last weekend saw a really good entertaining game actually but um more kind of um more bad form for, for leon they drew 2-2 at bordeaux who really you know really probably would have looked at this game and thought we could have got a bit more out of this particularly given their league stand stand placings but um Jason Denier put Leon in front from a corner, uh, from a header before Malagusto turned to his own net to equalise for uh, Bordeaux. Thiago Mendes uh, hit uh, his first goal for Leon from way, way out. Really, really good strike that. Before Elbeth Ellis uh, got that equalising goal, two in a week for him, complete with uh, with with a Bafatimbi Gomez esque Panther celebration, particularly against Leon. That was quite fitting, but. Um, yeah, problems for both sides. Bordeaux, obviously, they need to start winning, not just picking up points. And uh, Leon's defending is, um, well, it's embarrassing. I mean, they are dreadful <laughs> defensively. I, I have not seen, barring Arsenal, because I see them quite a lot, there isn't a team I've seen this season that is worse oh, defensively. Oh, did score the goal. Yeah, but his job is to keep them out. And, and, and to be fair, he went off injured, so we can't hold him, but... I mean, but had it not been for Lopez, this could have been a Bordeaux win comfortably. He made a, one astonishing save. Um, I, thought, I think it was it was the weekend of astonishing saves. There was the the save from um, Jean-Louis Lecca for, for Lons against mm. PSG, which was outrageous, going the wrong way and turning Di Maria's behind. And in this game, Lopez, I believe it was the 93rd or 94th minute, deep into stoppage time, Bordeaux were, were through on goal. And I can't actually remember who it was up front for Bordeaux who took the shot. Um, but yeah, it was an astonishing tip over, like really strong wrist from Lopez. And but for that, Leon would have would have lost. And um, the, I mean, yeah. going back to Leca, I think in Lance PSG, uh, L'Equipe had Leca with an eight and Navas yeah. with a four. Well, you, well yeah, there you go. Um, he, was, he was really good. Yeah. He was really, really good. But um as at the time of recording this, Leon currently are one-one with Rangers in the Europa League. They are, of course, qualified in that competition, so no issues there. But yeah, I, I just kind of pick on them. But they're under the the one match that <clears throat> mattered last well, night. Can we say? Oh yeah, no, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll come, come on. on to that. We'll come on to no, that. Don't worry. Can we do it now? No, no, we can't. We have to. We have to oh. talk Leon Bordeaux first, and then I promise oh, we'll come on to that. Um. We're putting Leon to one side because we have done them a fair bit. Bordeaux, though, um, how how long do they give this sort of uh, project to turn around? Because Petkovic is is still new in the job. He is still, you know, finding his way, quote unquote. It's not going to happen overnight. But if Bordeaux don't, that they are picking up the odd point here and there. There are signs that they are improving, but they need to start winning games. And the uh, concern uh-huh. is. As you look at the table right as we speak after the weekend's games, Bordeaux are 17th. They're 17th. And yeah. Two just... points off bottom. I mean... And that's... the goals conceded is horrendous. 30, they are the 39? worst. 39. Yeah, that ain't good. I mean, that's St Etienne levels of... When you look at those two clubs... Oh, St Etienne aren't that bad. 
that's when you know things are problematic. Yeah, well, Sonetian conceded 37, Mets 37 and Bordeaux 39. But but yeah, those two are bottom and Bordeaux just, just hovering above. Um, I think they need a striker. That's sort of how I feel. I mean, of course, they've got to start keeping the ball out the net. But to me, they feel like they feel like they're a 10 goal second half of the season striker away from being comfortably at the table. No, and the number of goals they're scoring is fine. It's mid table. It's a number they're conceding that is fucking them up. That doesn't help. Um, I think Kashani's been out, hasn't he, for a while as well, which is. Uh, which is a bit of a blow, but yeah, I, I yeah, they definitely they definitely need to tighten up. I'm I'm just concerned, and you, you're right. Recently, they have sort of found goal scoring form, but I I'm not convinced by. They've got so many attackers. They've got about eight attackers. Um, yeah, and that is not the problem. It is the the back end of this. Yeah, I can be. Uh, yeah, defensive side. Yeah, high tech. Yeah. Uh, um, Benson, nine yeah. games, Koscielny, nine They can games. score, it's fine. They can also concede massively, and that's what they need to deal with. Yeah, address. And uh, same with Leon. really. Uh, not too much of an issue in terms of goal scoring and attacking threat, but defensively, an absolute shambles. Um, anyway, uh, that was the, the two weekends that was in, in Liga. Uh, we will run down the weekend's fixtures in a second before we um before we wrap up the pod this week but we do uh, as you rightly said want to give a bit of love to some champions league um performances let's give some love to Lille first of all then because they they were the ones that french football's eyes were on last night they got a 3-1 win in volsberg which means just go next side do indeed qualify i think we'd all Pop almost written the group them off. as well yeah. and that cuz this was the group that was yeah, so yeah, eight, seven, six, five. So that was uh, really brilliant. And Team Jonathan. Oh, he's having a wonderful um, time. In there again. Mm. Barak as well. Barak Gomez with the opener. Gomez, Darid Gomez. Oh. A really, really good performance. They're managing to keep both. Uh, Europe and the league in train mm. and I think to be honest at the beginning of the season most of us would have said Lille given all the changes meh, they'll drop yeah. down they finished top of their group yeah. they have done really well and this is something to be very proud of for yeah. their fans, but also very interesting that they are managing to keep that balance going. Yeah, league forms improved, That's unbeaten in five. A now. Very interesting situation. Yeah, the, the, I think the squad at Lille is is, is fine. You know, they, the, I think mm. the goalkeeping situation. I'm not convinced by the the new chap in terms of the Athletic Madrid loney. Uh, that's the one. Um, yeah, not not convinced solely by him, if I'm completely honest, Kovic. But um, but nevertheless, other than that, you know, losing uh, losing uh, Mike Manion was was massive. But other than that, yeah. I think we said preseason they have still got a very good squad there, and there's a couple of really good players. Um, Team Jonathan 
exactly. He's been one of the most informed strikers in Europe. Timothy Weyer is, is chipping in as a sub. They have been. Say again? Team Jonathan. There's three of... Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Ikone and, uh, and Bamba, of course. Bamba's actually had a, a quieter season this year. Ikone, mm-hmm. back-to-back man of the matches in the Champions League. He's been linked with AC Milan and Fiorentina, I saw oh, this week. So uh, he could be on the move. But... Um, yeah, and, and of course, Renato Sanchez continually linked elsewhere. But I think it was just all about whether Gouvernet could could translate his style and his his ideas into this Lille side. And, uh, you know, for long periods of the season, I think we all agreed on this pod. Maybe not sure that's a marriage that, that's going to work. Um, but it seems to be slowly but surely working. And, and fair play to them. They have turned things around um, and, and they are definitely up in mobile. And I, I think any draw they get now, in the Champions League is going to be tough. We know that. But uh, if they can maintain sort of the performances in, in the league, then they, they probably won't finish as low as they are at the moment. I think they're 11th at the moment. But as we said before, a couple of wins in this league and you're, you're back up top three. So, yeah, we'll be keeping a close eye and, and fantastic for them to get through because I don't think anyone saw it coming after two games played. So uh, fair play to them. We, um, we already know PSG were through, but they did crush... Uh, the Belgian Second side in their group. yeah that and that could be very important could be a real problem now because I think they could draw Chelsea couldn't they and I think they could draw um, Ajax potentially I think it was yeah, yeah I mean revenge yeah That's... well it, it would be written in the stars wouldn't it but um, yeah I mean they, they, they were very good in this game and they were you know there mm-hmm. was some signs of things clicking. The Di Maria assist for the second Mbappe goal is absolutely insanely good. Um, and Leo Messi with another couple of goals. The, the first one for the spot, the, the first one was vintage Messi, you know, cutting in down sort of from the left-hand side, cutting into the centre of the pitch and then curling it beyond the keeper. Very messy esque But yeah, Mbappe bang in form. Um, if he continues to fire, then, you know, I just feel like PSG are a better side when one of the big four is not in there and uh, how that gets managed we shall see it doesn't isn't an issue right now because Neymar's injured but when he comes back it'll be interesting to see what happens there um so that's the two Champions League uh sides we mentioned there are Europa League games going on at the moment uh Leon and Rangers like I said earlier that is still 1-1 one, one with 10 minutes to go Monaco also won one with 10 minutes to go at Stamgratz. Uh, interesting developments in North London this week where um, oh. uh, Tottenham are so shit, they just decided they just weren't going to play because they were afraid well, of Ren. So, you know. I, I thought the Ren uh, announcement, fine, they're pissed off. Mm. But you could say something about best wishes to the people who are ill do you know what i i tend to disagree because no uh, come on no it's it's not their problem they, they've they have gone over to a game that tottenham have basically said to them uh we will be playing they they get they they allowed them to board a flight you, you can't tell me that they couldn't have picked up the phone to the, the Ren sort of CEO or the organisers of the, the travelling party and said, look, here's the situation, guys. You know, it's nothing personal. We have got a COVID-related issue. We're taking advice from UEFA, from FIFA, whatever, whoever it may be. 
we don't know the situation, but just hold your horses. But no, they didn't do that. They allowed Wren to travel to London, knowing full well that they had every intention of trying to get the game called off. They then, from what reading between the lines and lead, reading through the French football press, they've essentially just said, we're not playing, deal with it. You know, which I think they should be fined. And I mean, I, should, I would throw them out of the competition for it personally, but, you know, I would. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I know what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not saying they should wish ill of the players, but there's been nothing. I think there is reported. a big difference between saying that Spurs as a club have fucked us around and mm. we want to give best wishes to the individuals uh, been- affected by this. And that, it just looks so petty from Wren mm. uh, right now. Yeah, which I, maybe it shouldn't do, but it does. And I, I, I think I'm, that's that's a problem. I'm firmly on their side. I, I, I maybe I agree. Maybe it could be could be dealt with slightly differently. But I'm I'm firmly on their side in this one in terms of they are the ones that have been on the receiving end of the the messing around and. Um, and to this point, I don't think we've actually had any confirmation from Spurs just who was sort of... Well, suffering. it's not Spurs that's a problem, it's UEFA. Yeah, well, that we yeah, that for a while. Uh, ben were talking about with the London fog mm. uh, kind of uh, quote. Yeah. You know, somebody has got to... And UEFA are saying, yeah, it's going to be postponed, not a walkover. Fine. Yeah. When is that going to be? Because everybody's busy. But that in itself, to me, I, I, I still think even that's wrong, personally. I, I you know, if, if you if you can't fulfil the fixture, um, you then you you forfeit. That, that's that's okay. the way it should be. I just... And that's what Ren wanted, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's clearly what UEFA are not going for. Yeah. So. Right. Maybe Ren do have reason to be cross with the structures, but yeah. I still think they should have been more magnanimous towards the individuals involved. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I can see both sides. I just, I think more is going to come out in the coming days. I think, I think there is going to be. Yeah. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of things to come um, in this. It's going to run and run. So we we will see what happens. One thing we know for sure, there is is Rena through. So, you know, we don't have to worry. Basically, they are through regardless. It and wasn't like they were happened. going for a six out of six thing. because they no, but one of the early games. So, fine. Yeah. It's just Whatever. the momentum, isn't it? And, and like you say, the travel plans and, you know, yeah. games at weekend. And, oh, dear, it just doesn't seem Yeah, well. it's more about the their fans of travel mm. yeah 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 that's that's the other argument isn't it i would have loved to have seen it sort of like marseille nice shithousery where you know they kicked off with with only one team on the pitch that would have been proper banter i'd have enjoyed that but uh it's just a six-sided me um okay excellent well that's the european game oh we, i mean we should give a nod to marseille i guess because they're playing tonight as well but i i think i'm right in saying and there's so many permutations i don't believe they can they can qualify any longer so well, um that is that for them they, can they make it into the the playoff the, 
conference. conference thingy WhatsApp? I think they go into, if I'm not mistaken, I think they go into a playoff if they, let me just check the table quickly. No, I Group don't e. think there's playoffs. Oh, do they just drop down? Oh, they just, no, yeah, uh, UEFA, yeah, UEFA conference playoffs. So if they, if they um, finish oh, third, which they're in now, head. I know, apparently they're, they're I, th- I believe the teams that finish third in the group then go into a draw separately. And then there's a couple of them go into the Europa conference. So yeah, Marseille could go into that. They will go into that if they avoid defeat against Lokomotiv. Oh, Moscow, massively they want to do yeah, well, I mean, it's you know, um, it, it's so bizarre this this new competition. But yeah, basically, they avoid mm. defeat therein. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll give that a sort of customary nod and a glance. But that's about it, to be honest, in that competition. Um, right, okay. Before we go, as we said at the start of the show, two more rounds of Liga action before the winter break. We've got a list of fixtures. This weekend, followed by uh, a midweek, what will be midweek, 22nd of December, list of fixtures for, uh, for three days before Christmas. Um, so let's have a look ahead to the weekend's games. Uh, we start off with the Friday night fixture, which is tomorrow at the time of recording, uh, Nolt against Lons. Um, that's a little bit spicy, that one. I think that might be might be a decent watch, so I should be keeping uh-huh. tabs on that particular game. Uh, Brest against Montpellier, as we mentioned oh, earlier. Oh, God, on. I'm scared. Two form teams coming up against each other. Um, so that should be uh, that should be a decent watch as well. That's the 4pm UK time uh, in, in, the, in the, on the 11th, 11th to the 12th, so Saturday. And then the evening Saturday game uh, Rouse against St Etienne. So St Etienne, new coach in, in position uh, and uh, Rouse sort of mixed form of late be interesting to see what what version of St. Etienne we get, and be very interested to see what type of uh, what type of sort of setup he goes for, and, and what players either come back into favour or remain on the sidelines there. And then on Sunday we've got a couple of good fixtures here: Lille against Lyon. It's a shame that's not the evening fixture, unfortunately. Oh, I think Sunday lunch though that will be crap. Well, yeah, it, it, it could be. The only trouble is with those Sunday early games is they're never quite the same atmosphere, and I would love to have seen that under the lights. But uh, nevertheless, it will be probably worth a look. Uh, Lille hosting Lyon. Um, Lyon very much, I would say, need a performance in that one. Lille will be looking for three straight wins uh, from their home tie there. Um, then we've got the uh, multiplex four games at 2pm. Angers hosts Clermont. Uh, can't really see any winner in that one, but Angers at the moment, but we shall see. Uh, Mets. Two losers. Say again. Two losers. Oh no, I don't know. I think I think Anger, They had the brief hiccup, didn't they, in in that uh, that defeat at uh, Monaco. But other than that, they've been pretty good form. They're eighth in the table. I I just can't see any result other than them blowing Clermont away. But I guess we'll see. Um, Mets against Lorient all of a sudden is massive. Uh, the the Jez Chris Derby. Um, I think Lorient absolutely need three points from that, but at the very least, they need to break this five-game losing streak. And uh, Metz is two defeats on the spin. They'll be looking to avoid defeat in that one as well. Um, a draw doesn't really suit either team, so you would imagine that could be quite open. Um, speaking of quite open, I can't see Ren Nice being nil-nil, famous last words, mm-hmm. but that one has uh, has a look of a tasty fixture as uh, Pep Genesio takes on uh, Galtier's Nice. So we shall see how that one goes uh Trois against Bordeaux again quite a big fixture that particularly for Bordeaux I mean Trois 
by no means safe uh, 15th in the table they will be looking at that as a potentially winnable game but as we mentioned earlier on Bordeaux really need to start winning and, and pretty fast four o'clock game looks a bit tasty as well Strasbourg we mentioned their form they've had the, one of the good weeks uh, play host to Marseille uh, Marseille not live on a Sunday night I know shock horror but uh, yeah that one does look pretty good on paper at least uh, as York versus Saliba uh, potentially, uh, Payet versus Gamera could, could be quite fun. Looking forward to that one. So, Strasbourg, Marseille, and uh, finally, Monaco are going to the PDV as they face PSG on the evening game, uh, 7 45 kickoff UK time to round off the week's fixtures. Um, probably another game that we would imagine won't end nil nil. I would say, I mean, I can't, I can't see that being a, a dull affair, can you? I, I would imagine. Monaco are going to turn up and have a, have a little bit of a go at PSG? You'd hope so. Mm. Um, but PSG aren't looking that clever right now. So yeah. what were their results of the weekend? Nil-nil uh, and... Nil-nil and, and one all with Lance. So, yeah, they're not exactly in blistering mm-hmm. form. And, yeah, Pochettino continues to... There still continues to be questions asked to Pochettino and how he's... Uh, how he's conducting this particular sort of set of but attacking he players. He is very, very happy in Paris. It, yeah. Very. Bullshit. Bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Very happy. Stuck in my throat there. Yeah, definite, definitely doesn't want to be in Manchester at all. Definitely not. No, not at all. Um, but yes, uh, if you, not part of our parish here, but um, if you want to get some information or some sort of insight into what's going on at PSG, uh, one that uh, Jonathan Johnson, who we are hopefully going to recruit at some point uh, one week to get him on and have a chat to him. He's well worth the follow, as is, um, you're, I'm sure you'll all be aware of Julien Laurence, very famous PSG fan. And um, their tweets um, in relation to the current uh, style, shall we say, at PSG, quite eye opening. So, um, yeah, uh, particularly if you're a fan of, I know you're a fan, fan of the XG and, and the stats, that there's some mm-hmm. quite. And quite eye-wateringly bad um, forecasts for the PSG version of uh, all the pop. <laughs> yeah, well worth keeping an eye on. Um, so that is what we have to look forward to. Uh, we're not going to touch the fixtures on the twenty-second because we are going to aim to preview those before we uh, before we tie up um, before Christmas. So, um, dear listener. Bear with us, because this time of year is, is particularly tough to get everyone together, hence why me and Phil are on our lonesomes this evening. We will aim to, to look at sort of Monday or Tuesday of next week, I would imagine. So that's the plan. Uh, and then, of course, we will we will do our very best, but we can't promise. Um, the 22nd of um, December, uh, the day after that, obviously, the 23rd on the Thursday, it's, it's very close to Christmas. So... We'll see what we can do. We can't promise anything. Maybe we might just be able to jump on for half an hour and just run down the results and, you know, just nip through a couple of a couple of bits and bobs. But bear with us is what I would say on that one because it is a bit of a busy busy time for everybody. So we'll do our best. Um, but yeah, game of the is there one of the games you're particularly looking forward to above all the rest? Phil? Is there one that really stands out for you? I'm just I can't get past Brest Montpellier and. My nerves. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, 
same same for me with with the Lorient game. I think that's uh, it's massive from a personal perspective. But I, I do like the look of Lille, Lyon, and Strasbourg, Marseille. There's a couple of really good games uh-huh. this weekend. So um, yeah, uh, if the weather is as crap as it is tonight in my home, in my home city, I will be uh, gluing myself to the TV and not going out of the house. That's my plan. So um, we'll have plenty to uh, to look over. Excellent. Um, I think that will do it, Phil. I think we've. I think we've just about covered everything in the space of an hour. I think we've done pretty well, to be fair, to go through all that in that time. Um, so, yes, as usual, uh, keep an eye on the uh, on the Twitter feed and the website. Um, uh, is John doing any more bits before Christmas or has he, uh, has he got a while? Uh, we, have, we have the last round coming in and then, yeah, in the new year, yeah. Coupe de France hits... Yeah, and then you get to see those it's, random clubs yeah. we didn't know existed. Yeah, good times. It's uh, it's always fun in the new year with Coupe de France, isn't it? When you get some some of the tasty ties. So uh, yeah, that that will be, well be worth looking over, and uh, especially when John starts to um, post up his articles and lets us know what is going down. So keep an eye out for those. Um, and as usual, you know, we're not going to sort of plug it as such, but if there is anything that you any burning questions you really want to ask us uh, to bring up on the pod, uh, just drop us a line and we will do our best to uh, to get those answered for you. Um, so uh, on behalf of Fritch and Jez, obviously couldn't join us this week. Um, it just remains for me to thank my one partner in crime for this week. So thank you, Phil, very much for uh, stepping in at this notice. Thank you. And uh, thank you to myself for managing to get a lift home and sitting here uh, uh, podcasting in a suit. I'm not even lying. I'm sat here in a full suit just for you, the listeners. Oh, sweetie, I'm in my pyjamas. There you go. There's the levels, dear listener. There's the levels (laughs) we're doing. Anyway, I'm off to dry off. Uh, So wherever you are this weekend, uh, UK or abroad, uh, if you're tuning in, do enjoy your French football, some very tasty fixtures to get your teeth into. And uh, we'll be back next week at some point to run them all down and preview the final week before Christmas. So uh, do keep warm, keep yourself tucked in safe wherever you are, and we will speak to you very soon.